We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Twenty minutes a day, three hundred sixty-five days a year. This is the Pack a Day podcast. What's up, Packer fans? Welcome back to another episode of the Pack a Day podcast. I am your host, Andy Herman. You can follow me on Twitter at Andy Herman NFL. Really appreciate you joining me today, especially because I know the title is. Green Bay's biggest weaknesses, which maybe isn't the most fun title in the world as we look at what Green Bay might have to overcome for this upcoming year. However, I do think it's super important if you are one of those people like me that think that Green Bay has a real opportunity and and chance to maybe earn their way into an NFC North championship, maybe a playoff berth this upcoming season. I don't expect it. And I think that's one of the really fun and unique things of this upcoming season is the expectations are really hard to set for this team because we just don't know. It's going to be a, a real new feel, an entirely new team. I know there's some carryover, obviously, but you're going from Aaron Rodgers to Jordan Love. Uh, there's a lot of new, you know, first, second year players on this team, a lot of youth, and it's just new territory. And we don't know what to expect. And like I said, that to me, that's one of the most fun things about this upcoming year. I'm more excited about this season than I have been any other season in a very long time because I'm just, I have no idea what to expect. Could be 0 and 17, could be 17 and 0, anything in between, and, and nothing would shock me at that point, at this point, I should say. And that that's what's so fun about this upcoming season to me. But if, 
again, you are one of those people like myself that thinks that Green Bay has a real opportunity to be, you know, in the playoff picture and have a successful season, then I think it's important to identify what those weaknesses are and what Green Bay is going to have to overcome and address if they want to actually make a run and have an opportunity to maybe win an NFC North or get into a playoff game and those sort of things. So let's start things off. I don't have these in any particular order, but let's go through these and see what Green Bay might have to do to overcome some of these weaknesses and ultimately, hopefully, hopefully be a better team in 2023 than maybe even they were in 2022. So let's start off with starting safety because I think it's very evident and clear that that is one of the huge question marks on this team is who's going to be the starting safeties and what does Green Bay get out of those safeties. Now, I'll start by saying here, I don't think this has to be an issue. And what I mean by that is we saw a really good version of Darnell Savage in 2020. I love that version of Darnell Savage. If Green Bay can get anything near 2020 Darnell Savage, one of those spots is set. You're good. You've got a starting free safety and you don't have to worry about that spot anymore. Now, Darnell's played four seasons. One was his rookie year with ups and downs. His second one was 2020, which was really good. And then two pretty bad years the past two seasons, including a a season which he was benched a season ago. So those were not as good. So he's basically had one good season in four years. So to expect all of a sudden him to get back to that this upcoming season is probably not what you should go into the season expecting, but it's not impossible. We've seen him do it for an entirety of a season in 2020. So hopefully he can get back to that. The other safety spot certainly a little bit more questionable. Now, Rudy Ford played a decent amount last year and played pretty good. Some good, some bad, you know, not always taking the right angles. Coverage can be a little bit of an issue at times, but a very intense player rallies to the football. It made some really big plays. You know, it it doesn't have to necessarily be the worst thing in the world. And they have got some interesting players too, and an Innis Gaines and an Anthony Johnson Jr. You know, they pick up two guys from, you know, the 49ers and Texans that have some experience in this league and Tavarius Moore, um, obviously Jonathan Owens as well from the Texans. So there's some potential here for Green Bay to fill those two spots. It's just, if we're being honest, I think if we're going into this year in a, with a realistic expectation of being a, a really good football team. I don't know that any of these players are players that you want on your starting depth chart at safety at this point, especially the way Darnell Savage has played the last two seasons. I still am hopeful for Darnell. I really am. I really liked what he had coming out of college. I really liked his 2020 season. There've been some things that you can see that you really like. It's just been so inconsistent. And hopefully this is the year that Savage can put it together because I do still think there is legitimate talent there, but we just need to finally see that final form and him put together a full complete season. And that's just really been avoiding him, especially if we're being fair and honest since Joe Barry's gotten to town and this system and scheme has not seemed to fit Darnell Savage quite as well. They benched him last year. They moved him to the slot slash star position worked okay. But at the same token, this is on Darnell. Like he has a job to do. He has to go out and do it. And he has not done a good enough job of it the past two seasons. And then at every other position, I think if we're being honest again, Rudy Ford, you'd probably like is more of like your number four safety. Jonathan Owens, probably more of like a number four safety. Tavarius Moore, same thing. Anthony Johnson's a really intriguing and interesting player, but he is a seventh round pick. And as much as I think he can become a starting caliber safety, that's still a lot to ask out of a seventh round pick in any given season. I like Ennis Gaines. We saw him get some pretty decent playing time at the end of last year in the slot of all places. Not sure that that's a thing that should probably be going on moving forward, but if they thought enough of playing them, you know, I think about 15-ish snaps a game in the slot in their two most important games at the end of last year, 
maybe he can get in that conversation at safety as well. So there's some players there. You still got a Dallin Levitt, who I think is more of a special teams player, a Benny Sapp, an undrafted free agent that's interesting, James Wiggins. You've got some, you know, you've got players at the spot. I just don't think you have starting caliber players. And that I think is one of the biggest weaknesses on this team right now. And Green Bay is going to have to show with the players that they have, that they can somehow put together a starting caliber safety group that isn't going to be an issue in coming up to tackle. That's going to not be an issue in coverage. That's not going to be an issue in um, you know allowing big plays, all of those things. This group has to step up. They have to find who is going to be their two starters, and they need to get some level of consistency out of those two starters. My expectation would be that Darnell Savage and Rudy Ford are the starters. I think Jonathan Owens, I think Tavares Moore, I think even Anthony Johnson, I think even Ennis Gaines could get in that conversation to start. But it kind of goes back to the old adage of if you've got two quarterbacks, you've got none. Well, if you've got six safeties, you've got none. That, that's the new 2023 adage. If you have six safeties, you have none. That's just how I feel right now. So uh, they have an issue at safety and we're just going to have to wait and see how that progresses through the course of the season and see if at least one of these guys can step up and really claim one of those you know starting spots and be a legitimate starting safety for Green Bay. But a lot of question marks at that position. The second thing that I will say is a weakness is just overall experience, right? So I don't think that we can ignore the fact that this is still a team that has Aaron Jones, David Bakhtiari, Elton Jenkins, Kenny Clark, Devondre Campbell, Preston Smith, Rashawn Gary, Jair Alexander, and Razul Douglas. Like that is nine players right there that are good veterans that you want on your team, that you want in your locker room, that can help a young team get to that, you know, to just grow and develop and understand what it takes to be a winning football team. This this is not your usual rip the band-aid rebuild where you, you're trading away everyone and trying to get off of all those veterans and just going with all youth and all inexperience. This is not that. They've got almost 10 guys, and there's probably a couple other guys you could throw on this list as well. They got basically about 10 guys that are real true veteran leaders that have experienced a ton of winning in this league and that are ready to help these young players take that step into figuring out how to become a winning football team. So I do think it's, you know, we can point to those 10 players, nine, 10 players, whatever you want to say, and say, hey, there's still some good experience. Pat O'Donnell's another one. Like they've got they've got some good experience on this team. However, their quarterback. Their top two tight ends, their entire wide receiver core, their defensive line, not named Kenny Clark, Quay Walker, their kicker. There's a lot more to maybe Anthony Johnson Jr. gets snaps. Eric Stokes, even if he plays uh, or once he comes back, is basically in like is just as kind of his second year because he lost so much of last year and he's coming back from injury. There are a lot. And I mean a lot of young players, a lot of inexperienced players that are going to get a ton of snaps this upcoming year. And there is a relative lack of experience overall, at least in comparison to what we're, you know, we've come accustomed to for a Packers team that's been trying to win and go aggressively all in to go and try and win a Super Bowl. So there's going to be a difference there. And it starts at quarterback when you don't have a quarterback who's started more than one game that there's going to be some some bumps in the road. There's going to be a little bit of a learning curve and there's just an overall lack of experience. And when you surround him with eight, you know, six wide receivers and two tight ends who are all in their first or second year, that that's going to complicate things as well. And just the overall experience of this team, how they handle adversity, both in games and after games, after they lose a game, after they lose maybe two or three in a row, like how this team responds. I think that overall lack of experience could come into play and is something that Green Bay is going to have to overcome overall. Number three is the backup quarterback position. And we can make a strong argument here that does it really matter all that much? Like this is a team that maybe can, you know, get in the, you know, 
realm of competing this upcoming year. Maybe they can make a run at a playoff spot. But if Jordan Love goes down, the season's you know sort of lost anyway, right? And you could just say, just put in Sean Clifford, lose your games, take your medicine, and have an early draft pick next year. And I get the thinking there, but I do also think that this season goes from, hey, this is a really fun, intriguing season with Jordan at quarterback to a completely lost season in all likelihood if Jordan goes down early. Like you just, you don't even have a season anymore. And I think that would be the first time that that, something like that would happen. I guess, you you know, there was the the year where Rodgers missed a ton of time, but even then they were like still trying to just hang on enough so that when Rodgers got back, they could make a a run at the playoffs. You know, we, we saw, you know, a little bit too much of, you know, you know, Brett Hundley and Scott Tolzien from time to time. But overall, that would be a major change. And like I said, right now with Jordan at quarterback, this is a fun, intriguing team. If Jordan goes down, that becomes a train wreck of a team probably very quick. And that would be an issue. And Sean Clifford, maybe he could make something of it. I don't know that Danny Etling would be able to, but that season goes from intriguing to train wreck very, very quickly. And I think just in general, no vet, no real veteran there, nobody that has any experience. That's still a weakness of this team. Whether it matters or not, we could you know argue and debate back and forth, but it is a, an issue, a weakness, and something that Green Bay just doesn't have at the moment. And maybe Clifford will be great. Who knows? You know, Stranger things have happened. Nobody saw Brock Purdy coming a season ago. So you never quite know, but as of right now, I think backup quarterback, a bit of an issue as well. Number four is tackling. And I want, you know, specifically in the secondary, but really as a defense as a whole. And I forget who I was talking to the other day. Uh, I think I, I think it was actually um, Sparky and uh, I did a, um, you know, sort of a live hit on Friday. Uh, I think that's who I was talking to about this, but we were basically going back and forth. And I think they brought up the fact of, all right, this is a defense that struggled to tackle for really like a couple seasons now. And nothing's really changed if you really think about it, right? Joe Barry's still there. You have one new secondary coach is is what's changed in the coaching staff. Your defensive line, yes, Dean Lowry is gone. You know, Jerron Reed is gone, but you're just replacing them with rookies that like day three rookies of all things. You still have Campbell. You still have Quay. You still have Preston. You still have Gary when he gets back. You get Lucas Van Essen. That certainly should help some things. But you still have Jair and Stokes and Razul and Keyshawn. You still have Rudy Ford. You're still going to have Darnell Savage. You lose Adrian Amos, but like all you do is lose Amos and Jerron Reed and Dean Lowry and bring in like less experienced players. You don't bring in better tackling. So this is a team that's going to have to get better at tackling just organically. They're going to have to do it by putting in the hard work and figuring out how they can be a better tackling team, a team that rallies to the football, because nothing has really changed. The personnel is primarily the same. The coaching is primarily the same. And they were bad tackling the last couple of years, but especially last year, and especially in the secondary. Jair, you can tell coming back from that shoulder injury, he has not been as aggressive as a tackler. And I sort of understand it. You don't want that guy going out with a shoulder injury. You want that guy covering on the outside. So I kind of get it. Eric Stokes was struggling uh, to defend the run and, and just tackling in general. Razul is a solid tackler. I don't think there's much question about that. I think Keyshawn's willing to tackle, but the, the safeties took poor angles, were poor tacklers. Darnell Savage is a poor tackler. Like You just don't have, especially in the secondary, the guys that can be consistent tacklers, and that's an issue. And it's something that, like I said, you didn't change the coaching staff. You didn't change the coordinator. You didn't change the players all that much. So it's just going to have to happen in practice and with hard work. And let's just say I'm a little bit, you know, a little bit skeptical that that's actually going to go out and happen. Number five 
is the defensive identity. And we can sort of roll Joe Barry into this as well, right? So one of my biggest complaints last year is that Green Bay lacked a identity on defense. And there's so many different ways. And I think Joe Barry wanted to play more of a bend, but don't break. But that just turned into a bend and break. They just broke a lot. And that is clearly a major issue. But if you're going to play bend, but don't break, there's a way to do that well, but you better have a phenomenal red zone defense. You better be able to get some turnovers along the way. You better be able to get some sacks. You better be able to do some things that are going to get the other team off the field from time to time, or at least hold them to field goals. And Green Bay couldn't do that. And you're playing with fire when you play bend, but don't break. I know, I listen, I get wholeheartedly, and you guys have heard me talk about it in the past. I get keeping everything in front of you and not allowing explosive plays. That makes it really hard for offenses to go down and go the length of the field against modern day defenses. You want to know why scoring was down a season ago? It was in large part because teams just are saying, you are not going to get big plays on us. And it makes it really difficult to go 75, 80 yards and score a touchdown and, and get those points on the board. So that's what defenses are hoping. And it worked to a like overall large extent. And that's why points were down a season ago. But with that being said, you do play with fire, especially if you don't have a good red zone defense, which Green Bay struggled with. And if you allow the team to go down the field and take up 12 plays, 75 yards, take a bunch of time off the clock, and they get the touchdown at the end, your offense is sitting on the sideline, getting cold, not in a rhythm, then just totally out of it. Your defense gets demoralized because not only did you give up a touchdown, but you went out there for 12, 14, 15, 16 plays, whatever it ended up being. You gave up 80 plus yards along the way. You were on the field for seven minutes. Your defense gets worn down. So in theory, I sort of understand it, but there's a lot of downsides that can come with that. So if you want to play it, I understand it. I get it, but you better be good at it and you better be good at it as a red zone defense and Green Bay just wasn't. But if it's not going to be Ben, but don't break, then what's your identity? Are you going to be a, a ball hawking secondary? Are you going to play and do everything you can just to get turnovers? Maybe a little bit more high risk, high reward? Are you going to be a team that bases all of your defense based off of pressure packages and exotic blitzes and a lot of different, you know, unique formations, like that sort of thing? Are you going to be a physical, we're going to hit you, punch, you know, hit you in the face, punch you in the mouth, whatever cliche you want to use and be just a super physical, tough football team? Because I don't think Green Bay is really that either. Like, what is it that you're going to be? ball hawking, turnover inducing, aggressive, physical, tough, bend, but don't break. You've got to find the one thing that you can like sort of count on, like that you're going to have as your image, as your identity on defense. Green Bay hasn't had that. And it is going to be paramount that they start figuring out what that identity is. I didn't know what it was last year. Like I said, I think it was trying to be bend, but don't break, but it just broke a lot and that's not good enough. So if that's not going to work, and I think Matt LaFleur had a difference of opinion at times with Joe and what he wanted that defense to run. I think he wanted it to be a more aggressive, more physical, you know, defensive backfield specifically, but defense as a whole. And they just never really got there. It was a little bit more towards the end of the year. So hopefully some of that stuff carries over, but not only does it need to carry over, it needs to be better, but they have to find their defensive identity. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences 
So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Number six is the kicker and just the kicker operation in general. They're going to have a new long snapper. O'Donnell's probably going to stay at punter and holder. And then you've got a brand new kicker. Probably, you know, Anders Carlson is, is going to be probably who it is. But if you go into a season with a rookie kicker, you don't know what the heck you're going to get, especially a rookie kicker that hasn't experienced some of the nuance and wins at Lambeau and those sort of things. Kicking in Soldier Field, it's not an easy schedule to be a kicker with. And Mason Crosby did a really good job navigating a lot of that stuff. Now you've got a rookie kicker in all likelihood, plus a new long snapper in town. Just that entire operation is going to need to get down. And anytime you've got a rookie kicker, buckle in because you don't know what the heck you're going to get. Maybe it's great. Maybe it's not. But it just like I said, buckle up because you're not sure what it's going to be. And right now, maybe more of an opportunity than a weakness. We don't know it's a weakness yet, but probably a weakness when you're going in with a rookie kicker. Number seven, I'm just going to say special teams in general. And maybe that's going to shock you because it's like, Andy, the special teams, they've they've put a lot of time, effort, and energy into special teams. Rich Basashi is here now. Like you can tell, like they're all their signings and re-signings were special teams based. A lot of the draft picks, especially on day three, were special teams based, even their undrafted free agents. A lot of special teams experience there. Like this is clearly a team that is caring about special teams now. And I agree with you. However, even with Keyshawn Nixon being a first team all pro, an absolute stud, that special teams was ranked 22nd overall a season ago. That's still a bottom third of the league special teams with Keyshawn Nixon going goat mode at returner. Like if he doesn't, or if he has an injury and all of a sudden the kick returns aren't as good anymore and the punt returns from Nixon aren't as good anymore. Like, what are you, the 25th special teams now? And I do realize that Rome wasn't built in a day. And sometimes it takes a little bit of time for the special teams to get out of a, you know, two decade long rut. And it's not going to just take one off season. And hopefully Rich Passaccia can take another step in the right direction with this group. But they were just 22nd a season ago with Keyshawn Nixon being so amazing. So I just call me a little bit skeptical until they have a top 10 special teams. I refuse to believe it. So it would be nice if they got there, but I still think that that is a weakness on this team because for the most, they still gave up what the block punts and some block kicks and some, a lot of different things. Now you're going in with a rookie kicker. There's still some areas for improvement there and Green Bay still needs to be better on special teams. Number eight is continuity in the passing game. Rodgers is gone. Your veteran receivers are gone. We know how much that last group loved the continuity, specifically Aaron and what he had in, in Jordy and Devante and Alan Lazard and Randall Cobb. And he wanted that continuity. Well, you're going from that to zero continuity. And yes, you know, love has built some connections. I'm sure he's familiar. He's very familiar with Romeo Dobbs. They've practiced together a ton. He's got a little bit of a, you know, connection with Josiah DeGuara. It's not completely, you know, foreign and, and love's obviously been here for some time now, but for the most part, first of all, you've got Jaden Reed, Dontavian Wicks, Grant Dubose, Luke Musgrave, Tucker Craft that are all rookies. And then Christian Watson is a second-year player. Dobbs is a second-year player. Toure is a second-year player. And even though Love got some time with those guys, 
Dobbs and Watson were basically with the ones the entire time last year. So they didn't get a ton of time with love either. So that continuity in the passing game, not there. And when you are some form of like every NFL offense is some form of a timing based offense, you have to be on the same page and have those connections sort of built in. I think that's going to be a little bit of a challenge this upcoming year. Number nine is run defense. This has been an issue for a while now. And I know Green Bay is going to want to be a better run defense, but we talked about the tackling issues already. And you think about this, like Jerron Reed is gone. Dean Lowry, who I think was, I think a little bit better than people thought over the last two seasons or give him credit for the past two seasons, but they're replacing those two guys with rookies in, in Brooks and Wooden. And maybe Jonathan Ford gets involved too, but overall, you're hoping that Devontae Wyatt can step up. TJ Slayton's going to get an increased role. And I do think there's, you know, some legitimate upside there with both of those players, but they're not like, I wouldn't say Slayton's a, a good run defender, no question about it, but Wyatt still has uh, a ways to go from a leverage standpoint and winning at the point of attack in the run game, especially against double teams. Maybe he can make that jump, but this is not a defensive line that around Kenny Clark has built a bunch of run defenders up. We saw Quay Walker struggle on the second level in the running game a season ago. Devondre Campbell took a bit of a step back. Rashawn Gary might miss some games to start the season. I think Van Ness will certainly help. But then again, this is a secondary that doesn't tackle well. And if you want to get some of those blitz packages in and you want to do some cool things, you better take your vegetables and take your medicine on early downs and get you know your third and long situations there. And so you can get into some of those pressure packages. Otherwise, you're in for a long day. And I think the other thing I'll say here too is, I really, if Slayton or Clark go down, like Wyatt and Wooden and Brooks are not run stuffers and Jonathan Ford maybe gets a little bit more involved in that situation, but overall they don't have a bunch of big bulking defensive linemen. I, I don't know. I, let's just say I have some concerns still about this run defense. And that's something that they're going to have to show me improvement before I'd be willing to take it off my weaknesses list. Last few here, number 10 is doubt. And that might be a little bit vague, maybe a little bit lame, but for the first time in a long time, they don't have a Brett Favre. They don't have an Aaron Rodgers. And we don't know what Jordan Love is. Maybe he can be the next iteration. Who knows? And who knows anything at this point with what this Packers team is going to be and what Jordan Love is going to be. But for the first time, they don't have that feeling that even if things go wrong, that they have the ability to run the table and maybe get in the playoffs, that they have Aaron Rodgers or Brett Favre at quarterback. And that is going to rescue them more often than not. And I think for the first time, if all of a sudden they start slow or they can't get going, there's going to be some questions of like, okay, do we just not, you know, are we not going to be able to win games? Is this just not going to work? And I do think that doubt can start creeping in a little bit more as a team when you don't have that Hall of Fame starting quarterback. And we've seen that happen with every other team throughout the course of uh, the last 30 years that, you know, didn't have back-to-back MVP quarterbacks. So just be aware that, Green Bay had the ultimate stopgap. They had that pitcher that can come in out of the bullpen. If you're all of a sudden your starting pitcher, you know, walked the bases loaded and you've just got that shutdown guy that can come in and close the door. It's like, hey, if things didn't go well, all right, well, we still have Aaron. We can still go out and win as many football games as we need to get in this thing. I mean, they almost did it again a season ago where the whole season was just gone and everything was terrible. And then they reel off a bunch of wins and we're one win away from sneaking into the playoffs again. And a lot of that is due to the belief that Aaron will find a way to get them there. And last year it didn't work out, but I think that's going to be something that changes is there, that doubt can creep in a little bit faster when you don't have an Aaron Rodgers or a Brett Favre at quarterback. Number 11 is injuries. And we don't want to be talking about injuries on what, in May? Like that's not what we want to be talking about, right? 
but it is a long season, a season that you're going to have a ton of injuries and it is a war of attrition. And already you go into a season with big question marks on Eric Stokes and Rashawn Gary. Gary coming back from a torn ACL, Stokes coming back from a major leg injury. Like those are big issues for a team that's still young and and like you know, you would love those guys to be ready and, and you know, able to go week one. And we don't know when they're going to come back. But if we're, if we're talking about injuries already, that's a bit of an issue. And Gary and Stokes already with, you know, obviously coming back from injury, that's that's a problem. And we still don't know 100% what David Bakhtiari is, is going to look like, you know, in, in coming into this season. And I would love to tell you, I think that, and I do think that he's over the majority of his issues and I think he's ready to go now, but there's still a question mark there. And we'll see how much he practices in the off season. But there's already some injury issues on this team and it's May, right? So hopefully Stokes and Gary can get back and play at the level they're capable of playing at sooner rather than later. Hopefully David Bakhtiari has no issues, but there's already some injury question marks as we go into the season and it's only May. And usually that stuff doesn't get better as the season goes along. It only gets worse. So we'll see, but obviously those guys will come back and um, it's just going to be how effective can they be when they come back from injury. And then last but not least is the Lambo Mystique. I've done a full episode on this in the past, but teams aren't afraid of Lambo anymore. The Mystique is gone. They're willing to come in and just beat Green Bay up. They've lost a lot of big playoff games at Lambo Field in big moments. And it's just, it's not there. And that's on the fans, that's on the team, that's on the entire game day atmosphere and the game day crew. It's gotta be better. They gotta find a way to get that back. And it's certainly a little bit tougher when you've got a younger team to, to build that back up. But Green Bay's got to find a way to get that mystique at Lambeau back, be louder, stand up, get on every, you know, get people on their feet and make that a place that teams are afraid to play again. Because right now I just don't think it is. So those are my biggest weaknesses for Green Bay and things that I think they're going to have to overcome this upcoming season. Just to recap really quick, starting safety, their overall experience in youth, backup quarterback, tackling, defensive identity, kicker in the kicking operation, special teams, continuity in the passing game, run defense, doubt, injuries, and the Lambeau Field mystique. Thanks so much for joining me. I'll be right back here tomorrow with an all new episode, but until next time, and as always, go Pack Go. ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time there's granger offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need plus you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you call clickgranger.com or just stop by granger for the ones who get it done